Hello, I'm Amy Stevenson, and this is The Human CEO. In each episode, we'll be meeting with CEOs and senior leaders to understand their approach to leadership, the challenges they faced, and how they overcame them. We'll also be asking what they feel it takes to be a great leader. If you can believe in yourself and believe you can do it, or you're halfway there, and if you've got a passion, you know, it, it can be hard work and it can be long hours, nights, you know, blood, sweat and tears go into it, but actually in the long run, it, it's really worth it. Welcome to The Human CEO. I'm your host, Amy Stevenson, and today I'm joined by Alexandra Goff. Alexandra is the founder and CEO of Take Our Hand, a bereavement charity supporting young people, their families and their friends through alternatives to counselling. Alexandra founded the company by turning her own personal grief at the age of 19 into a charity to help and support others in the way that she wasn't. Alexandra joins us today to share her insight as a leader and a human CEO. Thank you for joining us today, Alex. I'm really looking forward to speaking with you. Well, thank you for having me. It's really, really exciting to be on. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. So in in terms of your organisation, can you give us a little bit of an overview about Take Our Hand? Yes. So we are a bereavement charity and we help 16 to 25 year olds um, who live in England who have been through a bereavement or who could be who could be facing a bereavement um, in the foreseeable future, mm-hmm. and uh, we provide support by giving bereavement care packages uh, out to them, and that kind of stemmed from COVID mm-hmm. um, because we couldn't offer any face to face support for young people. Yeah. Um, but actually, um, we've seen huge benefits from from young people having these care packages. So it's something that we're now offering to every young person who comes to us um, and these care packages are a way of um, these young people uh, working through their grief either by themselves or with those that are in their support network um, so there's items in those care packages um, like a, a memory journal um, some a candle some mindfulness activities mm-hmm. as well as some treats in there to, to look after themselves because that's one thing that people don't tend to do when they're grieving yeah. is, is think about themselves Mm-hmm. Um, and then we also provide um, therapy support, mm-hmm. which we fund um, and partner with other charities and organisations um, across um, the UK that can provide those to those young people. Um, and we have partners in things like music, dance, drama, EMDR um, and even horse therapy. Fantastic. Fantastic. And where did the mission come from then? How so did all- it come about? So it all kind of stemmed from my my personal story. Um, So when I was 19, um, I just started university. I was only about two months in. um, And my boyfriend, um, who I'd been with for two years, um, suddenly passed away. Uh, He had epilepsy um, and um, unfortunately died. Um, And it was a huge shock to me. I'd never lost anybody in my family, friends. Um, And though I knew Ollie lived with epilepsy, um, the thought of him dying from it just hadn't even crossed my mind so I was really um, taken aback Uh, was living away from home for the first time um, you know in this whole new journey of my my life and it really did um, stop me in my tracks and um, had a big impact on my life Um, I did get a bit of support um, from from one charity um, but kind of the support was limited um, and actually I, I kind of had to deal with the grief on my own um which I did and I found different ways I did lots of fundraising lots of sport all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. and, and I got through it um and obviously with the help of friends and family um and then once I left university it was then that I thought about you know how can I help other people 
um, in a way that maybe I wasn't. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and kind of our age bracket is that age bracket because, you know, you're transitioning from being a, a young person, a child in, in, yeah. and, and child services available to you to being an adult um, and you're trying to navigate new things, going to university, leaving home, you know, jobs and all that kind of stuff. Um, that actually when something like this happens, it can really have a, a detrimental impact on your life and, and perhaps take you down a path that isn't really the path you were ever meant to take. And, and unfortunately, mm-hmm. these things happen. Um, and so the idea is I wanted to start Take a Hand so we can help young people you know, keep them on the right path, keep them where they're going and give them that bereavement support they need just to kind of get them back on their feet and, and be there for that journey with them because it, it's not something that you just fix, it, it stays with you, um, but it's about working with them and, and what they need in that time. Fantastic. And I'm so sorry that you had to have that experience, but what a fantastic way to to come out the other side and, and to be able to support people that went through the same thing. Yes, definitely. Thank you. It's um. It's nice to be able to help other people uh, and, and kind of see that that support that we can give them, which is really nice. Good for you. Good for you. And so the organisation now, it's been going just over four years? Yeah, we're just it'll be four years um, this Sunday, actually. So, okay. uh, yeah, it's been really exciting. Obviously, uh, <laughs> half of our journey has been in COVID. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's completely changed the way we do things and we've had to kind of adapt and, and, and move um, kind of the way we provide our services. Um, but just like every other organization in the country we've all had to adapt to it um but we're yeah finding new ways of doing things and it's it's an exciting time at the moment for us good good and so as as the leader of that organization that's going through that sort of transition and dealing with covid at the same time what kind of challenges are you up against at the moment so the big one for us as will probably be the same for many charities is funding you know we rely heavily on funding um to be able to keep supporting young people um Covid, obviously, we've seen more people unfortunately pass away than we have ever before, um, and there are many more young people that are grieving, either due to losing people because of this pandemic, or actually, we're finding lots of young people have had bereavements that happened many years ago, but because of the isolation that the lockdowns caused, that grief that was they thought was okay has resurfaced and maybe not having the social networks around them that they previously had has really had a big detrimental impact on their mental health. And, and so we're, we're finding we're helping a lot of young people who thought they were doing okay and, and not now. Mm-hmm. And so trying to support these young people uh, and, and seeing a, a rise in those that need support relies on us having funding and, you know, not being able to do face-to-face events and, and things like that, trying to find funding and drum up that support has been really our biggest challenge. Yeah. And so if people wanted to get involved and, and help you, what, what kind of funding are you looking for? Who would you want to speak to in those circumstances? <laughs> We're looking for anybody that wants to get involved, you know, businesses that can get involved um, or individuals as well um, looking to provide either, you know, support to help us fund our therapies and our our care packages. Mm -hmm. Um, But we're always looking for people that can help out in different ways and um, get involved in the charity. We're we're a very small charity. Mm -hmm. Um, We're mainly made up of of volunteers. Um, And so, you know, people that can get involved and, and have got some, expertise in different areas and stuff is always is always welcome really 
Fantastic, fantastic. Okay, and and your own journey into leadership. Then, how how did that happen? Was that sort of born out of the the catalyst and the passion to create take our hand, or had you always set your sights on sort of a chief exec role? How did that? So, happen? Yeah, I think um, from a very young age, I'd always had kind of this ambition of wanting to 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 do more and do something and and kind of be you know the person running my own business running my own company and that was kind of something I'd always taken through through school and education um but as had kind of my drive for wanting to support causes mm-hmm. uh, and doing charity work and I remember from a very early age even at primary school um I remember sitting a couple of my teachers down saying why don't we do anything for Red Nose Day we should be raising money you know we should be doing something um and actually talking to them about what we could do and and between me a few of my friends and some teachers we organized a big fundraising event and so I think I've always had a passion for for charity and supporting but also wanted to kind of be a leader and 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 do my own thing and do something I was passionate about Mm -hmm. um unfortunately it wasn't until Ollie died and and you know I was at university that that kind of passion for something really ignited inside me and and that's when I started having the idea about wanting to set up a charity and wanting to support people um and that's kind of kind of where it came from and I think you know now I'm I'm doing what I always always meant to do you know Mm -hmm. unfortunately it came out of sad circumstances but it's about turning that that negative and sadness into a positive and um so yeah I think it was always something I wanted to do it was just finding that right thing for me and that right passion um and that's my drive you know that that keeps me going I'm passionate about take a hand and what we do Absolutely. um so it's something I love yeah good for you good for you it's a great great way to turn that around and, and so you talked about always wanting to be a leader in your mind are there characteristics that are sort of common across all leaders is it a case-by-case situation what are your thoughts on that so I, I think there are a few kind of common characteristics and, and looking back on, on people that I've worked with and, and kind of leaders that I, I've seen, mm-hmm. I think there's a few that stand out around kind of being great at communication, being, you know, a leader that everybody knows what's going on and, and communicating with staff across all levels of the organisation mm-hmm. um, and being seen to do that. I, I worked with a, a great leader a few years ago. Um, and he got to know all the staff, knowing everybody that works there, because from, you know, your lowest paid member of staff, to your highest member of paid member of staff, whoever's front facing, back facing, everybody plays their part in mm-hmm. the success of an organisation. And you need everybody to, to be, you know, involved in that. Um, and I think, you know, a leader that can communicate well with everybody and get them on board with the, the passion um, and the aim of an organisation um, you know, make makes a great team and, and a, a great leader. Um, and as well as being adaptable as well, you know, again, COVID has shown us yeah. that we've needed to change the way we work and, and move. And I think those that are willing to adapt and, and change to the situation, um, you know, can then grow the, grow the business and change it as it needs to. Yeah, absolutely. And so was there a piece of advice or an experience earlier in your leadership career or earlier in your career, even at university, that sort of shaped your approach to leadership? Yeah, I think um, it's probably all about, for me, and what I've seen with people I've worked with, it's about being passionate about it. And I think you really need to believe in what you're doing, Um, you know, believe in what your organisation does and, and, and how you want it to work. And I think they're the best leaders I've seen because they enjoy what they're doing and they want 
um, you know, everyone to succeed and, and it to be, you know, the, the best it can be. And I think that passion is what drives that success, really. Yeah, absolutely. Brilliant. And with regards to advice, then, if there was someone that was looking to follow in your footsteps, so either they were right at the start of their career and they'd got their sights set on the chief exec chair, or they were just about to take their step up into their first leadership role, what advice would you share with them? I think it's uh, believing in yourself um, and and taking that risk. Um, I think it's very easy for us to have a lot of self-doubt um, and think, you know, we, we can very easily go to the negatives of a situation, mm-hmm. um, but actually believe in yourself. And if you have an idea and you're passionate about something, it's it's worth taking that risk. You know, you'll, you'll never know unless you try it. Uh-huh. Um, and actually, you've just got to be willing to kind of step out of that comfort zone um, and give it a go. And, and I think if you can believe in yourself and believe you can do it, um, that's kind of half the battle. You're halfway there. Yeah. Um, and you just need to have that that belief. Um, and if you've got a passion, you know, it, it can be hard work and it can be long hours, nights, you know, blood, sweat and tears go into it. But actually in the long run, it, it's really worth it. Yeah. It's that passion that gets you through as well, isn't it? Definitely. Those early mornings and those late nights <laughs> together as well. And with regards to like a, a leader that you particularly admire, is there anyone past or present that stands out to you? Maybe that you shaped your style on or that you've taken particular influence from? Um, yeah. So when I was at university, I did a placement year and I worked um, for a company called Salesforce. Um, and that's kind of where I started my HR journey. Yeah. And that's where kind of I developed my passion for HR, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and the the company is was set up um, and is run by a guy called Mark Benioff, and uh, I really kind of admire his his leadership style uh, and the way he kind of runs Salesforce. Uh, and when I was there, just everybody was so enthusiastic about the organisation; they were passionate about it, um, and they were all driven to the success of Salesforce because Mark had instilled this culture you know, that people were at the forefront of his organisation. You know, you take care of your um, your staff and you look after them and treat them well. Um, and then they will look after your business. And he was very much a big believer in that. Uh, and he was based in America and we were in the UK and we still all knew his vision. We knew his passion he had for it. Yeah. Um, he was visible to us, you know, with different time zones and everything going on. And he was very present. Um, and I think just, you know, the way he led everybody and he had a big passion for, for charity as well, which obviously mm-hmm. charity work is very much the core of me. Yeah. Um, and he believed in giving back and giving staff that time back to support causes they wanted. Um, I just think his, you know, his whole ethos of how he run his organization is, um, it's one to, to one to look up to. And for me personally, as take a hand, hopefully mm-hmm. grows and expands, um, you know, I, I'd like to take his ideas and, and kind of shape, our future around that as well brilliant and I suppose it's almost almost more important to be able to articulate and share the vision when you're working with volunteers because you're you're, you're selling the opportunity to work with the organization but it's not as though you're offering a career opportunity it's about selling that vision and the impact that you're making and how those people can be a part of it so I can see how Mark's influence will support you I guess in, in the future as the charity grows yes definitely yeah we need yeah vol- like you say volunteers it's it's not about a career it's about they've got to have a real passion for what we yeah. do it and and it's down to to me to to sell that passion to yeah. them um yes it's yeah very true yeah and it comes across it does come across you can absolutely <laughs> your this is your calling definitely i'm glad 
As one of the questions that I like to ask you towards the end of the podcast is about the kind of books that you're influenced by or what you're reading at the moment, or if there's a particular book that shaped your style or helped you on your journey. Does any, any one book stand out? Um, oh, that's a good, that's a really good question. Um, so I, I read a lot of biographies and um, I've always read biographies from a, from a really young age and I read, I've read loads of leaders biography well quite a few leaders biographies um and I what sold me when I was growing up and and wanted to to run my own business and do do had a passion for it mm. uh, was actually Karen Brady's book and it you know she was very young she was 19 years old when she started running her first football club mm-hmm. um and she didn't let anything stop her being a woman in a kind of a man's world um, mm-hmm. and had that real self-belief. And I think for me, um, I can, you know, always get kind of imposter syndrome. Like, you know, I'm, I'm yeah. running this charity, but it's also a bit daunting. You, you know, yes, I've got the title CEO, but surrounded by other CEOs who are, who are running multi-million pound companies, that, that's not me. But actually, she, you know, I think back to that book and I read it years ago, but I still got it. Um, and it's actually having that self-belief in yourself and you can do it and mm. you can achieve these things. You've just got to believe in your yourself, really. Absolutely. It's not always easy, though, is it? It's, it's not. Really, <laughs> really not. Good that you've still got the book on the bookshelf. That's yeah. Probably worth the read. And so can you tell us a bit about uh, Take Our Hand? What's going to be happening over the next six, nine, 12 months? How can people get involved and what support do you need? So, yeah, we're in a really exciting time. We're seeing a lot more um, kind of growth in the amount of service users we're supporting. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're looking at ways we can um, provide different types of support um, and so this year we're going to be launching a peer to peer support program. Um, so we're going to be starting kind of locally in our in our local area, but then hopefully we'll be able to expand that um, across kind of England um, and wanting to kind of work with universities in that way and, and get involved with those. Yeah. Um, and then we're looking at, you know, different things like financial support to, to young people who have lost parents and wanting to be able to provide that security that some people need. Um and and just kind of we're all about getting our name out there at the moment and then making as many organizations universities colleges all that kind of stuff people knowing who we are as a charity and kind of getting our getting our name out there as much as we can brilliant and so if people want to find you obviously they can do a google search but what's the what's the website just for so it is takeourhand.org.uk Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got all our information on there. If um, people have young people um, that they want to refer, um, there is a referral link on there. They can just fill out a form and then we will get in touch with them. Um, and there's all information about volunteering and fundraising and, and, and all that information is on there as well. Fantastic. And can people volunteer wherever they are in the UK or do they need to be in your local area? So we are looking at, at kind of looking at volunteers in other areas probably you know working with universities as kind Mm -hmm. of our first approach so yes we are definitely up for people who aren't in our local area to get in touch um and kind of we want to be able to pilot these schemes so so that would be fantastic if people could get in touch great fantastic well i've really enjoyed speaking with you and i wish you the best of luck if if there is anything that we can do to help share the name and help share your mission beyond this podcast then just let me know because i'd love to be able to support you but thank you for taking the time alex that's great thank you so much for having me on it's been great